Hey classmates, it's Sean and Rob, you Butch Queen's favorite Butch Queens, and this is How Do You Want It, a podcast exploring sex, relationships, friendships, and everything in between amongst black queer men. Thank you listeners, thank you classmates for tuning back in for another episode. Let's jump right in, Sean Anthony. Let's jump in, bitch. What's got the gaze up? Well, we already know that Legendary is coming back. The girls are ready. We have Kiki, stay with a job, Palmer. The Kiki. Also known as Miss Books, always taking up a seat now. She will be replacing Megan the Stallion. She will be. Shout out to Meg. Shout out to Meg, but you know, I think some of the the critiques was giving. It's time for something new. Yeah. I and um, I really wish they would replace Jamila, but um, she's the producer. She's the producer on the so, show. So uh, probably not, because <laughs> um, Kiki and Megan would have been a key for me. Mm-hmm. But um, it is what it is. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see Legendary again. I definitely. feel like it's definitely one of the shows that is. I feel like it's getting better as the seasons go on, mm-hmm. and so I have. High hopes that they've worked through some production kinks through season Definitely three. Coordinating with the commentator and the DJ. Hello. So everything's on beat. Because that first season, I was like, now I've been to a few balls. I know Deshaun commentates down. Mm-hmm. I know he's not off beat. Why the fuck have y'all not figured out how to sync this up? Sure. But, um, Who knows? yeah, it got better for season two. I think season three, they'll definitely have it figured out, hopefully. I hope so. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. There's um like you said the new judge, we got Kiki. Um got some new guest judges. Mhm. Issa Rae. Um, Issa is going to be on it, whom we love, we're mm-hmm. a stand of. Who else, bitch? Well, I forgot. I know Bob the Drag Queen's going to be on there. Bob, yes. So that was one of the few seasons of um Drag Race that I watched. I know, that's season. right. What a great season so, I watched, too. Yes. That was a good season. Shout out to Bob. Shout out to Bob. And I don't know what other Guess it's gonna be on this I season. I don't remember. I remember. There were some big names, but I. What was funny upon to me was, <laughs> mm. <laughs> one of the contestants was like, "I don't like this thing," and they were talking about law. Yeah. <laughs> and law said, "Um, what did you say? I can pull up now, or we can meet in the parking lot." This thing, I said. Now hold the fuck Wait, on, uh, this thing. Like, come on now, girl. Because you can box her in the parking lot, but bitch, best believe she's gonna have a check out of you. So, keep keep this long. A few of them. (laughs) And also, like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know Miss Roach. I don't know Law Roach like that. (laughs) Let's be very clear. But she does strike me, she does not strike me as one of those girls who are going to meet you outside and about that life. She she doesn't strike me as that girl. (laughs) She strikes me as a girl who's going to give you a lawsuit. Right. You know, and that's okay. You know, not everybody needs to be fighting. Okay. Right. But I'm like, girl, why you getting knocking buck on camera? Try to hype it up if it's not going to give that. It's not giving that. One thing about the ballroom girls is they actually will meet you outside. And so they will fight. Bitch, what are you talking it about? very cute. And also, like, <laughs> no, who you trying to fight, bitch? Like, we, you trying to fight with the ballroom girls? Me. I don't I want mean, no smoke. It's no smoke. With it's Nan, not. Femme Queen, Nan Bush, Bush Queen, Queen, Nan, not, Nan no Queen, Nan no Nan real nigga. Know Nan. <laughs> I don't know Nan with none of these ballroom girls. Do this girl scrap, bitch? Get the fuck out of here. Baby, Lord all their life they had to fight. It's listen. And they have and they will do it again. And, and again. again. And again. Because what? But also, like, <laughs> that had me. I was cracking up. I, I was, was like, girl. Up. I was like, not law approaching the contestants. Like, please. That's not how that works, babe. Please. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's definitely how that works. But, but yeah, I'm excited, though. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a good season. Um, there's some 
I want to say some new houses. Um, I'm sure. That maybe perhaps they made for the show. Maybe not. Maybe they're really new houses, but I haven't heard of some of them. Mm. Um, but we do have some iconic Hall of Fame houses. La Beja mm-hmm. is coming. Hello. To the floor. Okay. The, um, I want to say one of the first houses in the scene, to be honest. La Beja? Yeah. I believe it. So they're coming. Um, I know a few of the girls. They're Zenith. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Aja, I think, is... Also yes, so Aja, who is in La Beja, was in or slash on RuPaul's Drag Race. So mm-hmm. she's one of the, um, she was one of the girls on RuPaul's Drag Race. And it's great to see her because she, when she was on All Star, she did one of the most, I think, one of the most iconic um, talent show performances. My bitch did a dip off of a box that was about six feet high. Okay. And so she, she can do her stunt. She can do her stunt. Okay, so if, we love a good stunt. Okay, so if you're looking for uh, a femme queen to do something, that's that's Aja. So shout out to her. I'm looking forward to seeing her perform. And I think, I mean, overall, I'm looking forward to see what all the houses bring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even the ones that were put up and made up for the show. <laughs> looking to see what know, the girls bring. I'm sure they're also still in the scene. It's just, you know, they, right. they came together for the show. Right, right, right. Um, From what I understand, or... Maybe I don't understand it. Who knows? Because I ain't really been in the ballroom scene like that in years. You know, you know? when I was a, when I was a young spring chicken, I used to uh, you know do a little one too. Okay. <laughs> since those days, you there, know, no, ma'am. I don't keep all the way up, but I know Alpha Omega is going to be on there with Ronaldo. Work. Um, I don't Jumea know. Versailles. Mm-hmm. Um, he dances for Ailey. He's a big he's a big name. He's a legend in the scene. Okay. No, I don't talking about the house. I don't know that house. Oh, Alpha Omega, they're new. They're relatively new. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're gonna turn it. Alright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one to watch. Alan Meekly, um, House House formerly and it's gonna be on there as well. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a big thing. Okay. I'm excited. So I'm looking forward to it. Listen. We're looking forward to Legendary. May nineteenth. It's coming back to um HBO Mox. And I hope they step it up with these challenges because I was like, some of these challenges I feel like are not really. <laughs> they weren't giving me ballroom from what I, from my understanding of ballroom. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the challenges miss real quintessential ballroom aspects I think of it. You know what I'm saying? Part part of that is because basically, you know, with COVID, the pandemic, there was no live audience. There was mm. no like. It was just them. So the, the energy and the feel of ballroom was missing. Because mm. um, they did do ballroom categories. It's just the energy might have been a little bit lower energy right. than you would you would get at a real ball. True. Um, Let's chalk but, it up to that, girl, because <laughs> I'm ready for season three to carry. I'm I, ready for I Kiki. Think they will. I hope they will. Yes. Um, let us pray. Let us pray. But that's legendary. Mm-hmm. That's something that's got us up. We're going to return to our... Um, nerdy survivor shit. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about I pull, it. I pulled the class, and you know, it was probably like 10, 15% of the class watched Survivor. But you know what? We're doing this for you. Okay. Listen, for y'all are tuned in. Listen. And we want to talk about it. So, and it's our show. There you have it. <laughs> so, we just binged, um, I don't know what episodes we're on. We, we watched the last two episodes mm-hmm. just now. I believe it was like eight and nine. Eight and nine, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I would like to say I'm very proud of us and our mm-hmm. predictions. Both of our top four picks are still in the game. Still in the motherfucking game. Okay, we're down at what? Eight now? 
So we still got both our yeah, top four. I think we're down to eight. I think we're down to eight. So wow. yeah, um, let's crazy. get in. Um, my good, good sis, spoiler alert, um, Chanel, she finally got the boot. Um, they got her up out of there. Mm, about fucking time. <laughs> about time. I mean, I think we, we called it a while ago. Like, she fucked up her game with um, that goofy ass white boy. I forget his name. And ever since then. <laughs> I want to say it's Zach, but it's definitely not Zach. It's probably Zach. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> ever since then, her game hasn't really recovered. And um, yeah, they finally got her out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that first episode we watched. And mm-hmm. it was like. I thought maybe she would have been saved because Romeo was like doing a lot. Mm hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, Romeo's going to fuck up his game. If you, if you remember, Romeo's one of my top four picks. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, he about to get out. But um, I think that Guy's Alliance saved him because they wanted to get Chanel out because, quote, unquote, she was unloyal or whatever right. the fuck, girl. But they just wanted her out. They did. And so she went. I, <laughs> I think she was, she was, she lied to the wrong people at the wrong time. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that she was unloyal to, like, the masses of the people that she was in a merge with. Mm-hmm. But I think that she, because she lied to Mike. Well, she lied to her tribe, essentially. That was, like, so long ago. Though. So, yeah. So, I mean, but they still, since then, they haven't liked her and haven't seen it for her. So, right. and when they're the ones that are making the decisions now or that are in the majority, you okay. know, she, girl, you Either out of find it. you an idol or... Make nice. Well, she wasn't about to make nice. Well, she was trying, but she was she was keeping it low key, right? Which I thought was an interesting strategy because I would have been scrambling, no shady. Mm. But um, you know, she she eventually got the boot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we get to that last episode that just happened. Juicy double elimination. Double. <laughs> I was thinking about City Girls. She, um, what she said, um, Miss Thing need one. I need two bags. Double. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm thinking, damn, double homicide. <laughs> also that, also that. Which is not City Girls, but I was like, right. mm. no. Um, so they they broke up the tribe into two teams, mm-hmm. and it gave you know um, immunity challenge for both teams, and so both of the teams had to go to tribal. Um, Jonathan won his idol, sure did, and then um, High won the idol for the other team. Mm-hmm. End up going to tribal, highest team goes first, and they end up blindsiding Roxroy, which I kind of called because Roxroy was, he was getting a little big for his britches, mm, whatever. He was, he was. Um, and Roxroy is the type that just like, you know that old ass, like, uncle figure who do, don't listen to nobody? It kind of gave that, and so the girls was like, get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's time. I think they were just, they were sick of her. Yeah. They were sick of her. And, and she had to go. Yeah, um, actually, Romeo is actually the one, is actually the cat with nine lives because he should have went the, the prior episode and this episode. Mm-hmm. But Chanel went and then Roxbury went. And here he goes. And lives to fight another day. Another day. My top four pick. <laughs> Miss Romeo. Then the second, um, the second tribal was Jonathan and the girls. Right. Um... <laughs> And Do you want to take this? Well, I just know that I, Jonathan was my husband. He was somebody he was. who, he was, he was my husband in my head. He was mm-hmm. just a great competitor. Mm-hmm. He was, in my sense, he was doing all the things right that 
an athletic man who walks in the game should do. He, even though he was winning, helping his team win challenges, he was still very... He, went, and, he wasn't taking the driver's seat. He wasn't he was taking the like driver's seat. He was definitely more low-key. And then this fucking idiot <laughs> had to... I shouldn't say that. But he I did mean, not play a smart game. And then trying to get out, pin, pin out Drea... Right. And then his backup was Marianne, who both of them have idols. So, nigga, what are you talking about? He was very goofy in his strategy. What and my are you other top four pick, Lindsay, was like, he's an idiot. <laughs> and she was fucking right because he did not think that through. He did not at all. And then it played out at Tribal. And then, girl, it was just a mess. I was like, it was a mess. You know, there was something I didn't like about Jonathan, and it came up. It did. It gave very much, you know, um,. I I was gonna pretend to be an ally and be you know liberal or whatever, until you blacks brought up race right. and now I'm gonna have to call you out because you all are being angry and I was like, okay. and then calling Drea aggressive and it's like, I was like she's this thing she's literally crying right now like she is at her wit's end and how are you calling her aggressive and then not only was he did he call her aggressive. He was like, I feel like y'all are calling us racist, and like we're not racist. And it was like literally, literally nobody said that. None of them said that. The whole thing that Dre was even saying was that she was like, "Well, I see that one, two black people just got on the jury, and I'll be damned if I'm finna be the third. Okay. And because this has been a trend in Survivor, is what she was saying. Yeah. Um, this stops tonight because I'm playing my motherfucking idol. Yeah. You know, regardless of if she said it or not, she definitely should have been playing her idol. But Period. I think what she did was probably woke up Marianne to mm, play hers. She did. Because I think Marianne in doing that, she did. not have played hers. No. She didn't say anything. I don't think she would have. I so honestly don't think really she would have. She was really probably looking out for her good sis. Right. Um, and good for them for ended up both playing their idols at that point. And um, then the outcome I've been waiting for all along. Santori <laughs> Hope! Santori Hope! Yeah, yeah, yeah! The goofy-ass bitch toy finally got voted out. Mm-hmm. Now, I was talking strategy a little bit with Sean. I was like, we were talking about, like, who we would take to the end. I, If I were in this particular season, I would actually take Tori to the end. Because in that tribal, we, we, as an audience, got to know what the tribe was thinking, which is nobody likes that bitch anyway. <laughs> so, I'm Correct. taking a bitch like her to the end because I'm not, I'm going to be able to beat her at the end. Mm-hmm. And Oxford, because I think, you know, his game was a great. But that's another story. <laughs> but I wanted Tori gone because I didn't like her. It gave very anti-black. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave very, like, manipulative and mm-hmm. against Drea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm glad she's gone. Yeah, no, fuck same. Tori. Same, yeah, no, fuck, definitely fuck Tori. Um, <laughs> glad she went home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I hope that Drea and, well, Drea's, always been up she's she's been in the game and i think that that's why i think that's why i put her in my top four because even though she is a threat i feel like she's still very smart and her social game is on point and i feel like she has enough to like really be able to maneuver and get to the final if she wins i'm gonna go up i'm gonna go listen because that bitch she's playing she's been playing so she's she's fab shout out to drea shout out to drea you know, yeah, so sure. love her, love her, and yeah, I'm looking forward to what's next. And shout out to Omer. Omer has been eating it been on the strategy, eating ends. it. What a game he's been okay, playing. Okay, no so shade. Hard. Those two were the two that we didn't agree on in our top two picks, but you kind of ate those two up. I did. They're both really 
turning it. In They're turning it. They're turning it. Omer is really turning it. I just hope, I, and I told, we talked about this before. I just, my worry and concern is that I hope Omer doesn't, isn't seen as too much of a threat too early on. But he's so low key that I think he just might fly into the radar. Like might. my good motherfucker sis Lindsay. Okay. Because she was at that tribal, like, you know what? I hear what you all are saying. I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she's a fucking white supremacist, bitch, she played her role. Okay? She sure did. Because she's smart. So, she's very you know, smart. shout out to our top fours mm-hmm. and all of them people. Doing but, um, so well. Doing so all well. All of them. Wow. Look thriving. how we ate that. Except for Romeo. Romeo's on my top four, but he is not thriving right now. <laughs> But sister, I'm gonna need Baby, to get it together. Romeo is the cat with nine lives, honey. Because oof. we'll see, we'll see what happens with Romeo though. We'll see what happens next. So that's Survivor. Um, let's jump into our music segments. Yeah. And this week, we're gonna give Butch Queen's Build a Playlist a break. <laughs> we're gonna go into a new segment that we want to introduce. We may do it like whenever an artist we like drops something. We're still waiting on you, Ari and SZA. Hello. So when they drop, we'll probably do another one. But mm-hmm. somebody recently dropped, PJ Morton, yes. R&B slash gospel singer, producer. Um, he dropped an album. It's called Watch the Sun. And we're going to do an album review. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this pretty quickly. Just go through and, you know, give a little a little ranking moment. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're ranking it on lyrics, vocals, Harmonies, production, and collabs. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, all of the songs didn't have collabs, but we'll we'll base it on the collabs that he did, have, mm-hmm. right? So, on lyrics, um, I gave it a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the lyrics were really strong, and then I feel like some of them were like, okay, it's a little bit repetitive for me. Got you. But um, yeah, so that's my score. Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I gave I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in general the lyrics. I feel like it was a song. I mean, not a song. I honestly feel like it was just about. It was a love album. He was talking about mm-hmm. a love lost, essentially. It was heartbreak down. It was giving heartbreak down, and like what he, I guess, like what he was gonna do to like move past it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still think that it was really well written overall. Like mm-hmm. I just thought it was really. I thought it was great. I thought the lyrics were solid. I think they didn't like. I wasn't like oh. This is some corny ass shit. <laughs> you know, I feel like general, I was like, oh, like, oh, oh, uh-huh. PJ. As someone who loves love, you were, you were invested. I was invested. I was invested. And uh-huh. so I, I I gave it an eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love that, love that. Um, in terms of vocals, we got in. We both agreed on this. Yeah. Um, it was an eight overall for both of us. Yeah. Um, now, PJ does sing down. He's, you know, from the gospel tradition. You know, he's a legend in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think he did most of his best thing, singing for me on the songs he collabed on. Mm. The song with Alex, when they were doing the runs together, I was like, okay, he came mm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, also the one with, I want to say it was the song with Stevie. He stepped it oh, up too. Oh, Stevie one, yeah. yeah. I said, okay, he said his faves are on this album. He gotta, he gotta. He gotta bring it, it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. He did, he worked it out. Also that one, um. It's called a little too heavy. It's towards the end. See now that he song, got busy vocally on that. Wow, I love that. Yeah, From, that was one of my favorites. That took me um, about ten seconds to get in, and I was like, "Wow, yep, me, yep, yep, heart, yep, like, yep, <laughs> yep." This is the one. No, he sang down on that. He um, did, and it was just him. I was like, "Okay, go off." Mm-hmm. Um, harmonies is similar. We both um, gave him an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not all of the songs have harmonies, but like the songs that that did give that, I think yeah. they were they were pretty strong. Yeah, but I think PJ also is another artist who I I can't. It's I've don't know a song where he's not only just harmonized with himself, but also collab with somebody where I've been like, oh, he sounds crazy. Or like, I didn't right, like Right, like, it. he's always going to give you a vocal. Yeah, he sounds just... fab. Like, mm-hmm. he sounds so good, especially when... I just think he's also his... I feel like I can notice when somebody has a good ear for music. Definitely. And it's like, I know whenever I hear his album or whenever he puts out a project, I'm mm-hmm. like, his ear is always on point. Definitely. You, you know? know? The girls that come from the gospel tradition, mm-hmm. that play keys, mm-hmm. the sang in church, like, they're always, like, they're very attuned to that. So. Yeah, not sang in church. Sang in church. Sang in church. Hello. Okay. Um, production, obviously he's a producer as well, so the Boom. production was fab. Oh my god, can we also, can we talk about the transition between songs? It was fab, it was oh, a very smooth my smooth god, transition. every, I, maybe it was, I was paying more attention maybe in the first half, but I feel like Yeah, in the beginning they were The first like six songs, the transitions were absolutely like it was definitely giving continuity. Oh my god! And some people don't. I some people don't like that. They like a structural difference between one song mm-hmm. between another. But also, it was so smooth that it just. It was just like a, a but each song was different. I can notice when I was like, "Oh, this is a new song." But mm-hmm. that transition the from transition song to song was amazing. It was so good. I think he's like nodding to that like throwback era of music when the R and B girls used to really give like bitch this is a whole project and I want you to experience the entire thing like in one listen I think sometimes today the artist can get a little disjunct and Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to more so lean towards that old school feel of R&B right so I think he did really well with that he did Um, he ate that up yeah um you gave production a nine I gave it an eight Mm um yeah no I think it was fab Mm -hmm. um now the collabs, mm-hmm. that's that's the category that got me up. Hello. Okay, because you already know Alex Ozzy is my fave. Right. She turned her track, and it was a, Jill didn't sing on the track, but Jill got on the beginning and gave you a poetry, a spoken word moment. Hello. It's bad. Then the icon Stevie Wonder. Ugh, can you imagine? Oh my god. And then I think, mm. um, JoJo's track was one of your favorites. Yes. That was also one of my favorites. Ah. Uh. JoJo sings down. Wow. And anytime they collab together, it's always magic. Because they have collabed before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They just sound I forget so the name of the song, but that song is also amazing. It was on his last project. Yeah. Um, you got Nas, you got Wale, mm. um, Elder Barge, The Legends. And we're going to get into that Wale track, too, because... My favorite. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Before we get into that, though, um, the closing track is definitely leaning more into his gospel roots. Mm-hmm. He got all, all the gospel runstresses, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daryl Walls, Zacardi Cortez, Gene mm-hmm. Moore, Samote, um, who's more R&B, but definitely a gospel mm-hmm. influenced. Baby, they got on that thing and sang down. Ugh. Oh, my God. Wow. So, he's definitely given, like, industry royalty in terms of, like, who he's able to get to collab. Mm-hmm. The same way I think about, like, um, not a forgot his name. Hmm? Oh my god. Um, R&B singer? No, producer. Fuck. Robert Glasper. Robert yes, Glasper. Yes, 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 yes. The way they can yes. pull like big names because people respect them. Mm-hmm. I think PJ has that as well. So mm. shout out to him. Yes, absolutely. And I think the culmination of our scores 
Your overall score was an eight for mm-hmm. the album. Mine was an eight point two because I had point fives and shit in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, overall a great album. Um, what were your favorite tracks? Overall, it was honestly the track with Wale, which is so lonely. So lonely. Um, wow, what a bop! It was Im- immediately the like, production was, and it insane. it kind of gave like contrasting because it feels like a feel good track, but the lyrics are so lonely. Right. Me right up my alley. Uh, <laughs> Me dancing around sad. <laughs> okay. But it was also just it like it immediately got me up. The production mm-hmm. got me the up. The beat is everything. The beat is hot. The beat I like the beat. I certainly like the beat. <laughs> it was hot and just overall like it was just it was I don't want to say it was a feel good song because the lyrics are not feel good really. It was the music that was feel good. Yeah, it just I feel like it reached uh, when I was listening to the album. When you listen to it from beginning to end, I feel like that was like the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was like the high point of the album. Definitely. And I feel like he he smashed it. Like he smashed it. And Definitely. I love that song. I will be listening to it again and again and again. Again and again. And that was my favorite. My other, my other favorite, honestly, was also my piece. My that piece was the Jojo. song with JoJo. Mm-hmm. And another, and that's. I think they were. They might have been back to back, or one song after the other, or it might have been a song in between. Mm-hmm. But it was like that meat of that album right there for me Quality. carried because it started with the Stevie Wonder one mm-hmm. um, that really got me up, and then it was like boom, and then it was another song, and then it was Wale. Oh, yes, that three. It's my piece. Uh, the Stevie song, and then So Lonely. And it was like, that that three right there, I was like, oh, you're you eating it. Play. Oh, you're not playing. <laughs> okay, this production is crazy. And like, it's it was just, it was just amazing. Like, sonically, it sounded mm-hmm. great. He was eating it vocally. Like, the background vocals were chewing it. Like, the I just, everything. I, everything just was amazing. And I feel like as a song, as three that were in the, the chunk of the album, the middle of the album, it was just a great way to be Set, set that peak. You know okay. what I'm saying? It was good. I loved it. Definitely, definitely. Oh, shout out to PJ and mm-hmm. that album. Give it a listen. Give it a spin. Tell us what you think. What are your thoughts? What are your favorite songs? And all that good stuff. And now we're going to move into the meat and potatoes. The how do you want it section. And so, um, Talk Back Tuesday. I asked the class, do you have a photo with a friend or a friend group? up on any of your dating apps. So say a Tinder, Bumble, what's the other one, Hinge, any of those, like the dating apps, not the hookup apps. And um, this was not surprising to me. Um, I'm looking kind of surprised. 88% said no, and only 12% said yes. I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Why did you gag? Because I see a lot of you niggas with your friends on your fucking <laughs> dating app pictures. That's why I say that. <laughs> Well, it's maybe it's not our um, our classmates. You don't see them. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I I'm not surprised. I I can't say that I've seen a lot. Um, <laughs> the ones that actually stick out in my mind are the people who only have their white friends. <laughs> I'd be like, you don't have one nigger friend? <laughs> Girl, not one, bitch. Not one. I'd be like, oh my god. And that's how you can always tell, too. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, I'd be like, you ain't got okay. one. Where do your where your I black friends at? Or it it don't even be like non-black PLC. It'd be like white. Here's my white friend. Here's my other white friend. Here's my three white sisters, <laughs> and they just they just. They just do that. They just do that. Um, and it's somebody's I, wedding and a picnic. It's right. always like, or girl, at the park. <laughs> like at the park. Peter at the park. Like what? 
Why do, um, they, why do they do that? I don't know. I will get. We have a a lot to talk about when we get into our interracial dating episode. We're gonna get to that. We just need a um, a difference of opinion to yeah. to come on and talk about it with us. So we'll have <laughs> some varying. We'll, I mean, we'll definitely have some things you know to talk about. We will. But back to um, this particular moment. Correct. Um, I think we were both um, in the yes department. We were in the minority here. Um, you have. You have a photo of a friend or a friend? I here? do. I feel like I have it on my hinge. Mm-hmm. I have photos of... I always feel like I always have, like... Not always, but I ha- I definitely have had, like, photos where I'm like, oh, I like this photo. It's, like, me and, like, two friends or, like, right. me and a friend. Like, I'd be like, oh, I can put that up. I'll put mm-hmm. that on. Sure, no problem. Um, and I feel like it's not a big deal, but, it's like, not. I don't want every photo of you to be of you and some group of friends. Like, girl, which That's one are you? That, I've seen that, too, where it's, like, I haven't seen one solo shot, um... I don't know who you are, but a um, selfie, something. Yeah, most of mine are just me, and then I'll have one photo with my homegirl Amanda. She's sickening. She's stunning. Love her. Mm-hmm. And it's like an outdoor <clears throat> shot. Like you know, the, the girls love a good action shot of you know outdoor at the festival or whatever. Right. So that was mine. I was like, okay, that's a good one to put up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I think it's and it shows you're not a serial killer. You know, people, true. You have friends. True. True. <laughs> true. True. It does. But you know people, to somebody. Me, okay, somebody knows you and doesn't hate you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's a good reason to have it up. Yeah. But, I think you know. I, I think it's always good. I mean, I think it's good to, like, switch it up. I think also, so many times, I know for me, mm-hmm. that even when it comes to dating apps, you want to just... It, it is it is about me. Like, it is about you as yeah, an individual. Yeah, but you want to see you in your regular life, too. Yeah, yeah in, in your life. element. Like, you know, what, whatever you can actually show a, a somewhat accurate depiction of your life, right. somewhat, right. you know, is always good. But, you know, that's... But also, that's my cause with dating online, too, because... You know, niggas don't be showing who they really are True. online, but that's that's another conversation that's for another, another time. Convo. <laughs> you know, because some um, of liars and scammers. But mm-hmm. um, and that's the truth. God's not done with you yet, though. <laughs> never, never, never. So we're gonna move into the next question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also part of Talk Back Tuesday, and it is: When do you feel your sexiest? Mm-hmm. When do you feel most sexy? You know, is it a um, during an act? Is it at a place? Are you wearing something? Mm. You know? Um, let me get into a couple of the responses that the class had said. When I pull it up. Because you know me, I'm always just so prepared. I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said fresh out the shower. That was Ooh, a good one. That was okay. actually really probably the most popular answer. Okay. Um, yeah, and specifically, D man underscore work said right before sex. Mmm, right before sex. Just when I'm about to start sucking. I know that's right. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's fucking right. She said she's gonna put this hair back, girl. I'm about to go off on it. And I know that's fucking right, bitch. You better. I could I wholeheartedly agreed with mm-hmm. that one. Um, DGK the flutist says mm-hmm. when I'm in a dope fit, I'm filling my oats in a social setting. Word. And I thought that was a good one because it's like it adds the element of like the outside gaze. It's not necessarily only about you. Sometimes it's like when people are looking at you and you feeling it, it's like right. that can make you feel sexy too. It do. It don't always have to be in a specific sexual setting, but yeah. 
Um, a last person from the class said, this is Mr. Todd Arthur, says, Grace Wetz, just walk in. Oh! And I said, be, I, said I know that's motherfucking right. I know that's right. right. Okay, because sometimes when it's given that, you see them on a train, and it, it's doing what it's supposed to do. The print is printing. The print is printing. And sometimes the cake be caking in the back. Also as well, you know. <sighs> And that's my favorite. Um, you gotta represent for the tops as well. No, no. <laughs> you, you, me, you, 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 you. <laughs> Yo, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, that was, those were some of the moments that the class had said. Mm-hmm. Um, what is yours? What is your sexiest moment? When you Honestly, I feel sexiest. Um, it's, in sometimes, sometimes it's the same moment, but sometimes it's not. It's mm-hmm. really like, after I get done having sex, Okay. And, or slash, like, when I'm getting ready for bed. Like, when uh-huh. I'm getting ready to go to bed. Like, when I'm... Okay. Like, when I'm, like when I'm, like, when I'm, when I'm, like, winding down, when I'm, like, getting ready to go, oh when I'm, like, God. taking my okay. stuff off and getting with my drawers or whatever and get it to... And I'm strutting around and be like, yeah, I'm about to go. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> Short, please! I'm either, that answer is so you. Oh either, I'm, either I'm getting ready to go, yeah, I'm about to go lay down. Or, yeah, I just put that shit down. Okay. Then it's like, that's when I feel sexy. It's really more so after, like, I get done having sex. Or, like, not even, it doesn't have to be sex. But after I just get done, like, playing around or doing something with somebody, I mm-hmm. feel that sexy. Because, I know, I just put it in. You just put it down, baby. I just put it's it down. No matter what it, whatever, what it was. Whatever it whatever was. Whatever what it did. Whatever what I did. It. <laughs> they enjoyed it. They had a blast. And I know I did too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I, but I think just, I have also stepped into a space relatively recently now where I feel more comfortable in my nude self. Okay. So that. that's kind of really where that, that comes from. That like, okay, like mm-hmm. I can be nude and like, I feel really sexy really in my body. Like, you know? For you, friend. Yeah. So that's really where it comes from. But it's you, but I'm usually nude when I'm, after I'm done putting it down. Okay. <laughs> As you should be the fuck. <laughs> what about you, friend? Uh, okay. One of my answers is kind of similar to yours, but I'm going to go to the other answer first. Mm-hmm. So this is a random one. I feel really sexy when I'm voguing. Mm. No, I do. Like, you know what? I see that in you, friend. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. I kind of I become, you know, a different person. I feel very, ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving, you know, I vogue soft and cunt. I'm not really a dramatic girl. And mm-hmm. soft and cunt is sexy. It's like, it's kind of selling sex a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, Emulating the femme queens, feeling your ooh ah sensation, if you right. will, you know? Correct. So I think that's one. The other one is sort of at the beginning of sex. Mm. You know, you like it at the end. I mm-hmm. like it at the beginning because it's like, when you about to um fucking put that dick in your mouth, the bitch is already up. It's, Hello. Bitch is up and it's stuck. <laughs> Listen. Let's go. Bitch, I didn't even start doing nothing and you feeling it like that. Me. No, I love that. I love bits. I feel really sexy. And the foreplay and yeah. you know, all that good stuff. That's that's my portion where I'm like I love that. Ooh. I love that. I yeah, love so that's that. my answer in short. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I, I, I eat that up. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny you said the voting because I I see that with you, Fran. Because yeah. also if you ever seen this bitch vote, there's something I don't know what it is. Like I think I think we all have those moments where sometimes there's like a switch that just turns it's off a switch, yeah. or on rather, mm-hmm. and you just you can see when somebody is like either in their element or like mm-hmm. you know that they're just like a hundred percent in it. And bitch, that's you when you starting to vogue, I bitch. I love voguing. You see, uh, girl, there's an interview with Christina on Tsunami talking about like 
when she first saw somebody voguing and they were, it looked like they were casting spells and it was just mm. that's what I feel. I'd be like, bitch, I am Wanda. <laughs> it's me, Wanda. <laughs> I am the chaos magic, honey. Okay. <laughs> I am the Scarlet Witch, bitch. The okay. I know that's fucking right. So no, I just I can't even really put it into words, child. But you know, voguing definitely, I feel mm. it. Um, let's go into our last question briefly, because bitch, we've we've carried long, we've tarried long, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked the class for Freaky Friday. Um, have you had better sexual experiences through the red app or the yellow app? Mm. And obviously, you know, red jacked, yellow grinder. Mm-hmm. The majority of the class um, said jacked, sixty-three mm-hmm. percent, and thirty-seven percent said grinder. Mm-hmm. Not we in the majority for all of them. Did you say grinder? I said grinder. Yeah, we're in the majority in all of these fucking um, questions today, honey. Um. Yeah. You mean minority? What did I say? You said majority. You know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, the whiskey is whisking. I don't know um, that's right. Yes, we've been in the minority for all of these votes, but that's okay, too. Because mm-hmm. that's how the class works. Sometimes, right. you know, you're in the majority, sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. But we're learning different things about one another. We are. And, yeah. So... I won't even get into too much because I don't have a ton of like hookup experiences from either. Mm-hmm. But um, the Jack niggas I find don't follow through uh, from my experience. <laughs> Talk about that. And the grinder ones do. <laughs> Talk about that. Also get more um, messages and more play, if you will, from grinder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wish more of the the Jack niggas hit me up because they do have. I feel like more niggas on there, but they do got the meat. <laughs> He'll try farms. They do the go meat. meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's why that's why it's grinder. Um, what about you, friend? Yeah, no, I think I get more play on grinder for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I don't get play on Jacked, but because he do. <laughs> okay, I get play on both of them, but period. I just I don't know. I think there's something. I don't want to say there's something about uh, about grinder that allows it more niggas to give like for it to like follow through or to mm-hmm. whatever but mm-hmm. I just think that's just the, the circumstance I think it's like just the way the cookie yeah it's just, I mean also I guess it depends on the city too so I feel like in okay. New York okay. I feel like I get just I feel like Grinder is more maybe more well known than Jack's maybe. possibly um but yeah I don't know I feel like more men on Grinder are more more like <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> pull up. Like, like, let's make it happen. Either pull up or like, no, or like, oh, I'm going to pull up. Right, like, right. And, it's, and it's fine. Somebody else um, added a caveat. They were like, the Jack app be acting up. <laughs> it be acting like, up, but so do the niggas. Know. So I want that to be very clear <laughs> about y'all. Because, no, the app doesn't be, because the, the grinding niggas be like, oh, well, I lost my chats. Uh, uh, oh, they do say that. You a liar. You didn't, you might have lost because you probably either one deleted it or I two. I my grinder off it, so that, that'd be me. And that's okay. And that's okay. But I'd be like, oh, I magically lost these messages. Girl, you lost it because you deleted the app and you got back on and that's okay. Just but say that. Just say that. Right. Or don't at all. Like, I don't give a, anybody well, give a not, fuck. I'm not pulling back up, so it, it won't be me saying that. Right. You, you know. know. <laughs> But, um, I don't know. I feel like, for me, more times than not, like, these, I don't know. Some of the niggas on Jack be trying it, and they be like, I'm like, girl, if you don't shut the fuck up and get the fuck up out of my face. Like, they be carrying. And then when you don't talk to these niggas on Jack, they be trying to, they be like, oh, no, ma- no response? 
Oh, uh, and they be getting mad Girl. greasy sometimes. You ever I, had these niggas be I like? I got that on grinder recently. I was like, Oh my god! Relax. What is wrong with y'all? It's never that deep, bitch. It's I don't know you. We don't know each other. We don't know each other. Why is this such a big deal to you? Let it, let it go. <laughs> like, do you? Am I expected to owe you a response? I'm not. Girl, I don't, I don't owe you no a response. No one owes anyone anything. You can drop the address in two seconds, and I still am not... I don't owe you no response. Nah, I don't get I don't owe you nothing. That's not how that works, babe. But these niggas be crazy. I one time, I had somebody, I swear to God, was like, I hope so, somebody gets like... Was like talking crazy, like, I hope, I hope somebody dies. I was like, wow, you're yeah. crazy. Me, block, you are nuts. That was a psychopath. Okay, well, a you dodged the bullet. psychopath. Well... <laughs> I never wanted to respond to the shit in the first fucking place. <laughs> so, like, I, how, how, I don't know if I dodged a bullet for somebody who was just shooting at me and then I would never tell them to shoot at me. Like, like, you know, like, I never asked, I never responded. Right, right. They was just nuts. Okay, nuts, okay. boots. Well, uh, uh, I hope these girls seek help, girl, because everyone. that's nuts. But yeah, I think Grinder, I've had the most, more success. M- the most success, the most love. Same. Well, that's going to bring this episode to a close, darling. Mm-hmm. And we will get the fuck up out of here and see y'all next time. Thank you again for listening, tuning in. Check back in um in two weeks, maybe a week this time. We'll maybe a week. That. Yeah, we're yeah we're gonna talk about that. It may be <laughs> a week ne- for next episode. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way you can know is by following us at how do underscore. The letter you want it on IG or on Twitter at how do you want it underscore. Yes, ma'am. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Later.